As professor of modern Middle Eastern history at Oxford, I've worked extensively on the First World War in the Middle East. While I've always tried to privilege Arab and Turkish accounts of the war, the figure of T.E. Lawrence, better known as Lawrence of Arabia, looms too large to neglect. I can't tell you how many of my students over the past quarter century have been inspired to study the Middle East out of fascination with the Lawrence legend. I'm not immune myself. Every time I visit the Ashmolean, I find myself drawn to the display case with his Arab robes. And therein lies a tale that Lawrence himself tells in his classic account, The Seven Pillars of Wisdom. At the height of the First World War, Lawrence seized the opportunity to trade his desk job in the Arab Bureau in Cairo to serve as British liaison to the Arab revolt in the Red Sea province of the Hejaz. Lawrence never really took to the standard British officer's uniform. His superiors always commented on his disregard for regulation, as Ronald Storrs recalled in his book, Orientations. His Sam Brown belt was as often as not buckled loose over his unbuttoned shoulder straps, or he would forget to put it on at all. Once at least, I had to send my servant running with it after him into the street. Yet in the Hejaz, Lawrence always stood out among the Arab tribesmen in his scruffy English khakis and puttees. His uniform provoked the suspicions of the Bedouin, as Lawrence reflected in the Seven Pillars of Wisdom. The only wearers of khaki in their experience had been Turkish officers before whom they took up an instinctive defense. When the commander of the Arab army, Emir Faisal ibn al-Hussein, suggested that he might dress in Arab clothes, Lawrence agreed in a flash. As he wrote in Seven Pillars, army uniform was abominable when camel riding or when sitting about on the ground. The Arab things were cleaner and more decent in the desert. Besides, the tribesmen would then understand how to take me. If I wore Meccan clothes, they would behave to me as though I were really one of the leaders, and I might slip in and out of Faisal's tent without making a sensation, which he had to explain away each time to strangers. Now, if Faisal had intended for Lawrence to fit in, he could hardly have given the young Englishman a worse set of clothes. But Lawrence was delighted with what he wrote with the splendid white silk and gold-embroidered wedding garments, which had been sent to Faisal lately, was it a hint, by his great aunt in Mecca. Lawrence must have stood out among the tribesmen, their dun-colored robes like a pearl among oysters. No sooner had he changed into Faisal's wedding suit than Lawrence, quote, took a stroll in the new looseness of them round the palm gardens of Mubarak and Bruka to accustom myself to their feel. It's a moment that David Lean captured with comic effect in his 1962 classic, Lawrence of Arabia. In the course of the Arab Revolt, Lawrence accumulated something of a wardrobe of Bedouin robes. The Ashmolean holds a number of suits of his Arab clothing. Yet these white robes, which he managed to keep right through the course of the war, and which he described in such loving detail in the Seven Pillars of Wisdom, must have been his favorites. <laughs>